When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. There were definitely times that I recognized my curiosity would actually open up a version of me that I was afraid to live in because it would stop a suffering in me. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to an episode of Solo Stace. You guys will help me pick the real title, but for now we're gonna play with Solo Stace. I'm really excited about this episode. I'm excited about every episode, but this excited this episode, I was led to this conversation um, based on the book I'm currently reading right now, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it has been breaking me and stitching me up all at the same time. It is such a gorgeous reflection of the creative journey. And it has definitely sparked a lot of curiosity in me and a lot of um, just renewed openness in regards of like walking curiosity, which means you're walking away from fear. You're letting ego take a seat. You're letting fear take a seat. Um, you're just allowing your curiosity to lead you more. And so I wanted to talk about that and share that with you guys. Um, a lot of what human human is about is definitely following my curiosity, connecting with people who I, you know, feel like I relate to wholeheartedly or people I'm like, Oh, I don't really know that much about their lives. I'd love to learn about them because I think we all can learn something from somebody from all of us. We're all reflections of each other. We're all mirrors of each other. Right. And so a lot of the show has definitely been built on curiosity but I'm also like, so for one, I'm just so grateful to be in a space where cu curiosity is something that is more exciting to me now because there was absolutely a time. I remember actually saying this once that all curiosities don't need to be fed. And I'm not sure if that's this, I mean that now. I do think that, you know, am I curious if that person will, will like, you know, break their leg when they fall down. Like, no, nah, I don't think we should find out. <laughs> I'm not currently curious about that. I'm just saying. So yes, I still think there are some things, but I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know. It's like, I haven't really replaced that phrase, but I don't really fully believe in that phrase either. And I remember when I was saying that I absolutely was in a place of fear of just trying new things, becoming someone else, leaving old things behind, asking questions. I was so afraid <laughs> for someone who asks questions for a living and has always enjoyed that. I have, there are questions I didn't want to ask myself because for one, I was, I didn't want to find out how much I knew or didn't know. Um, for, I didn't want to find out like, like there were some things I just didn't feel like confronting myself or feel like I had the power or the capacity to confront, right? Because we're so used to like the person our ego has built for us. And so when we start questioning our ego or deciding, Hey, ego, take a break. I'm going to like, move through curiosity that it takes strength and it takes courage and it takes love to do that. And I remember moments when I just didn't have those things for myself. I, it was like, they were conditional, right? Like I had love, but it was conditioned to the person I was. I had um, understanding, but it was conditional to what I felt like I already knew. And I was more, I was scared to dive in deeper to things. So as that started breaking for me a lot in the past three, four years, it's been such a amazing, amazing journey to see what happens when you, you know, we can have 
fear in the car with us, but we can't let fear have the actual, can't have actual wheel. We can't let them be, you can't even be in the passenger seat, but you definitely can't drive, right? And so it's like fear is always gonna come along the ride because it's a part of the ego. Like the ego feels like it has to protect you in a certain way and it thinks it's doing you a favor. And for sometimes ego works, right? And most times it doesn't, but sometimes it does. And so I'm getting better at saying, hey ego, looks like you've arrived, thanks for being here, but be in the back seat. Like just be in the backseat because this isn't about you and and you're here because you feel like you have to be here. But what's actually gonna drive is love and curiosity and faith and excitement, right? And so wanted to get into that conversation. I think there's a lot of conversations we're currently having online. Um, you know, there's the one between men and women right now. There's the one between um, transgender women and women right now. There's the one between parents and people who are not parents right now. There's um, the conversation between Gen Z and millennials. Like there's so many conversations, depending on who you're talking to, they could be arguments, they could be debates, whatever. I'm just trying to see them as conversations. But a lot of them lack curiosity, right? And I'll, I'll talk about the men and women one, I think, it's really easy to talk about what it's like to be a woman and not consider what it's like to be a man. I think it's really easy to consider to be to talk about what it's like to be a man and not consider what it's like to be a woman, right? And it would be really nice if if a man can hear a woman talk about what it's like to be a woman and just be like, "Oh, that's what it's like." And then be done with that conversation and then in a separate conversation say, "Okay, this is what it's like to be a man." And then the woman just says, "Oh, that's what it's like to be a man." And this is definitely generalized. This is not everybody. But just so much of the the conversations that are happening, I really feel like they lack um, a sense of curiosity of the other person, of the experiences of the other person, of the lived expertise of the other person, of the you know the trauma, the backstory, all the things that come with a person's existence, experience, and what they now are exuding as you know how they see the world. So I'm learning every day. Um, in my in my own work through obviously the show, but in my relationships to be more curious. And it takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It's not an easy thing, but it is so rewarding to be able to say, I'm gonna actually take a back seat from what I think I know and use every opportunity as a learning opportunity. And that's, I think it's just a more fruitful existence. Um, when it comes to my creativity, I'm also working on my, my curiosity a lot more. I have a very big passion for what I do. Something I've learned a lot from the book is like, passion sometimes will will lie to you. <laughs> It'll tell you something that's not really happening. But curiosity will say, hey, go a little slower, take a step back, zoom out a little further, ask different questions. In fact, ask the same questions three different times if you have to, right? And it's it's gorgeous. So I'm I'm learning to implement all of those things through my life and I'm recognizing how much curiosity just at the helm of that, there's so much more beauty between people, between our passions, the things that we love, the 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 people we love and the experiences that the people that we love are having. So I jotted a few things down. Um I okay, so recently I just took this Britannica test, um Britannica.com. And it was such a dope test. It was a curiosity test, test actually. And the, the responses were either you were an explorer, an artist, a scientist, or an investor. And I was pretty sure I was gonna be an artist. I'm glad I didn't go in with too many preconceived notions, but when I saw them, I was like, oh, okay, like that seems about right. 
And when I took the test, it found out, found out that I was an explorer and I loved the definition of an explorer. Um, I'll pull up like the first two sentences really quickly. So it says the explorer is curious about many different people, cultures, places, and ways of life found in the world now and throughout history. They engage the curiosity. They engage with curiosity by learning about and experiencing new things, be in different and visiting different places, meet new people, reading new books, or listening to new types of music. The explorer likes to learn about many different things and challenge themselves to try new things. The explorer appreciates people who can guide them along the way and they are willing to guide others. I really love that because that last sentence is like, to the T, me. I love to be around guides and to learn and to expand my understanding and perspective. And then I also hope that through this show and through the brand of human to human, I get to give that back because I feel like so many people have poured into me over my life. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to, you know, I just believe in harmony. I want us to figure out how to be as harmonious as possible, as difficult as this world is, that is still a possibility. So that's the possibility I'm rooting for. So anyway, I suggest that test, if anybody's looking for it, um, the Britannica test, it's really dope. And the questions were, they definitely made me think. And so I was like, oh, this is really nice to even have this understanding of myself. And it actually, when I read those results, I, I definitely smiled at how far I've come because so from being a, Nigerian American, there were a lot of times I was afraid of my curiosity for Nigerian because I felt really embarrassed of how much I didn't know already, which is crazy, right? So one time, I think I was, this was probably three years ago. And I was, so my parents speak Igbo and I understand Igbo, but I don't speak it back. Um, I am Igbo. So anyway, don't speak it back. And that's already been bothering me. So I am working to like learn Igbo. But anyway, a couple of years ago, I was talking to somebody about, you know, they were kind of asking me different things about my culture and I just didn't feel confident. It's like, I actually knew the answers, but I didn't know, I didn't feel like I had like enough intel of how to answer them. So I kind of like one word or two word answer them. And then basically was like, I don't know, but you can teach me, right? And then I kind of sat with that later and I was like, why are you doing that? Were you so afraid to like, just be where you were at? And I really in that moment told myself that if you stay afraid of things like this, you in 10 years, you will still be afraid of this. And then instead of saying, oh my God, I can't believe I'm this age knowing, not knowing this, it'll be 10 years later, you'll be an age that is a lot further and still not know. Like that's that type of fear it's just become unacceptable now. I'm like, it's unacceptable to allow my fear to surpass my curiosity. So I'm just sharing that because if there's anything that, especially for me culturally, I'm not sure how you guys like, you know, what your especially is, but if it's anything like what you feel like people expect you to know, those expectations weren't put on you by you. So just remember that when you are sitting in a perfectionist bubble or sitting in a, I must know this bubble or an ego bubble, right? Um, as a recovering perfectionist, this was something I had to really call out in myself because perfectionism. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba really neat, leaves no room for curiosity. It leaves no room for learning and finding things out and asking dumb questions or what we call stupid questions or whatever, right? Like there are no dumb questions. There are no stupid questions. That's a cliche that we came up with because it's actually true. I mean, what, what, I mean, how stupid can a question really be? Like you're trying to find something out, right? So yes, we can make jokes about questions that are like, okay, wait, maybe that's stupid, but I rather not. I rather say that there really are no stupid questions. And 
if we believe that, we're, we would learn so much more, we'd be so much more curious, we'd be so much more aware of, you know, the, the different ways we can learn and take in information if we were just willing to be vulnerable about what we don't know and ask. So that was a really dope quiz that, you know, led me to that realization and reminded me how I felt about that a couple of years ago when I started kind of saying, okay, like whatever you're, you don't know, you know, be okay with not knowing and then moving forward and then really be okay with identifying as a lifelong student. That took me a while to identify with too. I think the trickery, especially in the Western culture, is when, once you go to college, if you go to college, um, you know, they kind of send you out there saying you're an adult at 22. And the truth is you ain't learned shit. You don't know shit. That's the truth. You don't know shit. And the thing is like, it took me till 25 to recognize like, it's okay that I don't know shit. It really took me a second. Cause I, I definitely left college. Like, okay, my, the expectation is, you know, and the amount of things you don't know is wild. And I just, I was so flabbergasted. <laughs> like I really was slapped in the face cause I, I just felt so afraid of the things I didn't know. I felt so, you know, I was battling with being unworthy or feeling like, oh, am I not smart enough? Or did I not pay attention enough? And I was like, wait, nothing actually in life was taught to me in college, like, or school in general. Like that's not, that's not how this goes. But of course, you know, life has to teach you these lessons and give you wisdom in that later. So just sharing that, if that's something you guys also resonate with, because my God, the, the lack of understanding I had when I left school thinking that I knew stuff. I know shit. We're just going to repeat that. Um, I think a couple other things that definitely stopped me from my curiosity were religion, being afraid to change, um, being afraid. I, I mentioned this before of the age I was and not knowing things at a certain age. And I, I recognize that it's so, it was so much healthier again, to see every example of, or every human being as a mirror and them being a teacher for me as, you know, a different perspective or just expanding something I knew already versus, oh my God, this is a moment where I need to show up as a teacher. Um, so I wrote down a couple questions to ask myself as well as you guys. Let's ask ourselves together. Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Cause I'm looking at all the questions and I'm like, which one's the best one? Okay. So ask yourself these questions, guys, and I can give you a couple of my answers as well. Do I feel like I must be competent and know how to add value or be a useful contributor? Mm, that's a good one. I feel personally, I have distanced myself from this need. I do think my need was more about adding value to people's lives, less about being like, a full, I guess, yeah, for me, it was about being like a, a useful contributor to people's lives, adding value to their lives, but not necessarily feeling like I had to know everything. I don't think I'm in that space or haven't been in that space in a while, but definitely was like, if I, if I have a relationship with anybody, I want to be of value to them. And so sometimes that definitely puts a certain pressure on us as people. It's like, sometimes you just relax, <laughs> you know, you are a value just being a good human or being a human, excuse me, just being a human and being present and alive. And you're valuable. You're, you're valuable. So Ask yourself that question. I'll repeat it again. Do you feel like I must be comp like you must be competent and know how to add value or to be a useful contributor? Okay. Another one is, do I struggle when I do not know something, feel stupid or incompetent? Okay. That was a hundred percent me. That still can be at times. Um, at times I, again, that was a bigger divorce for me. So I have divorced myself from the whole, like you're stupid for not knowing, but it, it, it comes up here and there. There are things that I can feel like at this point, I should have learned this lesson. But as soon as I tell myself should, I recognize, ah, I'm not thinking in the right, in the way that is healthier for me because should 
is not in my is not a high word in my vocabulary anymore. And I'm working to make sure it's a word I can completely delete. But um, for now, I'm just trying to make sure I push it further and further down as a priority word in my vocabulary because should stops our curiosity. Should tells us where you know it immediately invokes ego. It immediately invokes what do I not know. It immediately invokes lack instead of abundance in my perspective. So do I have a genuine desire to learn from others and understand their perspective and worldview? This is a hundred percent me, hundred percent. Like I love it. I love getting to hear other people's perspectives and understand their viewpoints. It To the point that I've actually done that so much that I'll allow somebody else's viewpoint to edit, edit mine based on as soon as I hear something that somebody said that I think is wise or better than something I've done. Better is obviously a subjective word. But um, if I see that, especially like in health, that was something that, you know, I went vegan for two years, you guys. And that's because my cousin, she brought up a lot of the health factors around that time. She she put me on all the documentaries. I was reading all the books. And before you know it, I was like, flip meat, forget that. <laughs> and totally went vegan for two years. So I was in it. I was in it. In it. Um, so I say all that to say is like when I hear perspectives that I think challenge me for one and then also allow me to see a different perspective or something that I think is wise. I, I, I love it. I love that. Um, I love being able to grow through people's perspectives. Do I silently judge those who don't know? Mm, that's a good one. Y'all. I hope y'all are asking yourselves these questions as well. Um, do I silently judge people that don't know? Yeah, I think I do sometimes. I think like very, very rarely, but very, very rarely because that's actually my least favorite, like my least favorite judgment of all. I I always say this when I'm dating somebody. If I tell you something about me and I don't know, and you're like, what? You don't know that? I immediately be like, okay, so I, you know, there's a, there's a lack of vulnerability that can be presented here. I'm not saying all the time, but I've definitely called that out in any relationship really, but specifically some, when I'm dating somebody, I'm like, Hey, that's like really something I need to be able to feel like, I mean, I think that's what anybody would need in a relationship, right? To be able to feel like you can learn and grow without judgment or shame. And so I actually should re-answer my question of that because I, that's definitely one of my like least favorite judgments. I think the only time I judge some, I don't really judge somebody for not knowing. That's actually not the judgment. I more can be judgmental when somebody isn't open to hearing something different. That's actually more what it is. I don't care if you don't know. There's so many things we don't know. But when you're like, I don't know and I don't care, different, different conversations. So yeah, I would say no to that, to that question. Do I withhold information to be the one who knows while others struggle to learn or discover? Oof, that's a tough one. Hell no, I hate that. People have poured so much into me. Like, nah, I love being able to, I love, oh my God, if I have information that I can like use to help somebody, that is so cool. That is such an honor. I really take that as a high honor. So that's a no for me, but that's that's a great question to ask. Whatever your answer is, don't judge yourself in the answer just decide what you want to do with that answer. But wow, that was a good one. Um, and then do I need to be right and struggle when made to feel wrong? Mm. Mm. <sighs> Let me take a second for this one. Cause I don't need to be right. I think there's always a bit of a pinch when I'm completely wrong or the pinch is really more of like when I actually think I have information that is helpful. Right is again, mm let's use a different word. So I'll say like, if, if I have information that's helpful and the person is just really not interested in hearing it, 
I don't, I'm not in a persuasive space right now. So I'm not trying to persuade you of the answer. If you are really un, not open to hearing it, then you're not open to hearing it. And I'm just gonna leave it to myself. But sometimes that hurts. Cause you're like, I, I think this is really actually gonna help you. And you're not really interested in that. So that can be more annoying. Um, when people do, I feel like I need to be right. I feel like in my own life, I, I pressure myself to, yeah, just learn and grow at a very frequent pace. <laughs> and I do, so that's not really in comparison to other people, like, or excuse me, in relationship with other people, like I don't necessarily need to be right with them. But if I learn something and then I haven't implemented it in a certain time frame, I can get a little frustrated with myself. So I am definitely working on that and releasing myself from the timeline of growth because that is super unfair. Um, my cousin actually called me a performance freak once. She was like, you just like, you got to get the information, put the information in your life right that minute. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to grow. But that's, that's a, that's a sense of perfectionism. That's definitely creeping in there. So I, I do my best to be aware of it, call it out, allow myself to distance myself from the fear of like not being better at this point and just being right. And growing into something like sincerely. So I hope those questions were helpful. Those were some amazing questions. I personally, I, pur I purposely didn't want to read them until we were in the episode so I could answer on the spot. So I think those are great questions to ask, like in your curiosity journey to ask yourself where you are. And so you can actually, you know, take that analysis and see, okay, cool. This is where I'm at. Where do I want to go? Do I want to stay in this lane? Do I want to move lanes? Do I want to move around? Do I want to try something different? Because again, I think giving yourself the room to try something different is just, is such an amazing level of self-love. It's such an amazing level of trust in yourself and in the journey that you signed up for on this earth. And I think it just widens our compassion. It widens our humanity. It widens our humanness between our relationships. And if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. It's great. There's nothing else I can say. Curiosity is great. I also want to say that curiosity definitely requires a stillness and a slowness and a willingness. It doesn't necessarily always require change. It just requires you to be still and willing to actually listen and learn and to use all your five senses when doing that. Smell new changes and see new changes and hear new things and 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 just be able to like really use your all of your five senses to go on this journey of curiosity. And you'll have more intel to make new changes if you wanna make new changes, right? If you decide, okay, I, I was curious about that. I went and followed that curiosity and actually like, I'm okay. That feels really powerful because you actually follow the curiosity to actually give you the truth of whether you should be staying, you know, doing something the same you have been doing it or not. Um, I felt that in, in a lot of things that I became curious about, especially in my spirituality and just being able to follow that and be more open and try new things and ask different questions, Oh my God, like it just opened me up so much. And I, I'm forever grateful for that um, level of courage that it took that, you know, because sometimes we can decide to take a leap through pain or we can just take a leap. We don't always have to go through some really tough, painful experience because life will bring those to us anyways, but we don't have to go through that to decide we want to follow a new level of curiosity. We could just trust ourselves enough to do that. We could just have the courage and take the next step and see what happens. And I feel like in my experience, 
Can't go wrong, people, can't go wrong. Another thing about curiosity that I think is really important is being courageous and humble enough to recognize the brilliance around you, recognize all the people that contribute, that their brilliance and what it contributes to your life, recognize the tools, the books, the environment, the nature, God, the, the earth, the stars that contribute to the brilliance around you, that contribute to you being and learning and growing. Um, that takes humility. I think, again, the ego will do its thing of like, this is what I know and this is what I'm expert in. That's why I've always been so uncomfortable calling myself an expert in situations. Um, yeah, there was an era where I just was like, I, I don't really get it <laughs> because I'm like, what can I be a really expert in? Yes, I have talents and gifts, but to be an expert, at that age, like at 26, I was getting called an expert. And I'm like, I don't really think I can go by that yet. And I'm really glad I knew that and had that foresight. I didn't really, at the time I thought, oh, I just I don't have, I'm, I'm suffering from a lack of confidence right now. But I was like, no, I think that would stifle me in some way. And, and I'm really glad I took that route because yeah, I think it would have. Um, just being an expert, you know, we can't, you can be one, that's fine. But an expert who also is signed up to be a lifelong student, I think is a, is a more healthy way to go in that route. So. Yeah, just being able to do that, to be able to create a safe space for yourself and others to ask questions. There are, like I already said, there are no bad questions and there's no need to be perfect. The quicker and the faster we dis um, dismantle perfectionism, the better for us all. As I reflect more on some of the times that it was hard for me to be more curious or to follow my curiosity, I wrote down that, um, I, what was I afraid of? Was I afraid to be wrong? Was I afraid to be right? I also wrote down, was I afraid to be happy? There were definitely times that I recognized my curiosity would actually open up a version of me that I was afraid to live in because it would stop a suffering in me, right? And sometimes we hold on to our suffering as a badge of honor. We hold on to the things that we know as a badge of honor. And that was a really tough moment of recognizing like you're afraid to go experience a, a different version of you because this version has gotten you so far. And that signified a lack of trust. It signified that I was afraid that the universe had better for me and what I would do with that better. Would I be able to, you know, own that better? Would I be able to really nurture that better? Uh, spoiler alert, I, I was. <laughs> spoiler alert, I am. And I'm I'm grateful for that. But I, I wonder if that's something that you guys also feel too, just being afraid to actually be in that full joy and be in that full happiness and actually be what you said you want to do. Sometimes we are afraid to follow like our curiosities because of those things as well. I avoided learning certain things at a time because once you learn, you can't unlearn. And I always knew I had the habit of like, once I learned something, I wanted to implement it. And so I was like, there were things I just didn't feel like learning. Cause I'm like, once I learn it, it's a wrap. I can't like unlearn it. I can't act like I don't know better. Cause once you know better, you do better, right? So I have to do better. And all of that was just tied up in so much ego and a fear and yeah, afraid to, to experience the next level of life and the wonder of life. And so sharing all of that and hoping that in your curiosity journey, you can, you are finding ways to combat your ego, combat your fears, to be able to put them to rest or put them in the backseat. Like I said earlier, being able to put them in the backseat, knowing the fear is always going to be around just because it's a, it's a part of the human experience, but knowing that it never gets to be in the driver's seat will allow for such an open experience of this life and this existence. And so I hope that these questions and some of the things that I called out were helpful to you. I hope that it helps in your interpersonal relationships, in your, in your relationship with yourself. 
And I look forward to you continuing your curiosity journey as I'm considering continuing mine and as we continue ours together. So thanks so much for listening, you guys, for watching and for being a part of this episode. You're incredible. You are so loved. You are so needed. Your curiosity is needed. Don't ever let it die based on fear or worry. And until next time, talk soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, and while you're at it, share this with someone you love or just someone you like, as long as you share it. Stay connected between episodes and follow us on Instagram at human to human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two. You can also check me out at One Take Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and remember, curiosity is the pathway to consciousness, so let's take the next step together. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.